Welcome to another episode of On Point with Bishop Robert G. Rudolph. I am blessed to be your facilitator, Vincent T. Edwards, Mr. Speaker. And today the bishop will be talking about a new agreement from Jeremiah 31, 29 through 36, a new agreement. I know we all like something new, new car smell, new house smell. So we're going to talk about a new agreement on today. Bishop, how are you doing on this terrific Tuesday? Mr. Speaker, Mr. Speaker, how are you doing this day? I'm doing doing well here in Tallahassee. Just got a lot going on, like always, but hey, it's good to be busy, and especially busy about our father's business. Yes, sir. Well, I'm glad that you are here with me, and I appreciate you doing what you do, and I hope and pray that the listeners uh, will continue to listen and share this particular podcast on to everyone, because I want to talk about this new agreement that the Lord made to his people. I'm excited about this uh, particular topic on today. So am I. And I want to remind the listeners today, please check out the Bishop's website at robertgrudolph.org. There you can keep up to date with what the Bishop has going on and to hear additional uh, podcasts at previous episodes. And also remember that the podcast is also available on the Apple podcast platform. And with that being said, Bishop, if you would just lead us in a prayer and then begin to tell us about this new agreement. Yes, sir. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day and the opportunity that you have given to me to minister to your people via this particular um, interesting venue. Now, God, in the name of Jesus, I ask that you would just let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart to be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Amen. Well, Mr. Speaker, I'm excited to talk about a new agreement. Now, we all know that an agreement is a particular pact that's been done between two individuals. Well, the Lord himself, God himself made an agreement with his people, and it's found in the book of Jeremiah, uh, the 31st chapter, verses 29 through 36. And um, the listeners, if you could go to the Old Testament with me again, Jeremiah 31 verses 29 through 36. And I'm going to read just a portion of these scriptures and we'll allude to um, all of them uh, in just a few minutes. But I think that uh, this is a good start. Let's, let's begin with that 29th verse of Jeremiah 31. It says, in those days, they shall say no more. The fathers have eaten a, shower, a sour grape and the children's teeth are set on edge. But everyone shall die for his own iniquity. Every man that eateth the sour grape, his teeth shall be set on edge. Verse 31 tells us, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will make a new covenant. Notice he says, a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. Not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt which my covenant they break, although I was an husband unto them, saith the Lord. But this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. And he goes on and talks about the covenant that he made with the house of Israel. And we will allude to that in just a few minutes as I go to the various points in this particular podcast. But again, on this morning, we are talking about a new agreement, a new 
agreement from Jeremiah 31 verses 29 through 36. Well, first and foremost, I want you to understand that God's gift to his church is not a new law written on the tables of stone. But what God wanted to do is he wanted his spirit to be written as far as being written on the hearts of men, uh, the hearts of flesh. God realized that the old agreement, if you would allow me to use that term, the old agreement was somewhat harsh. It was somewhat religious. It was somewhat people doing these things just because they had to do them. So God said, now I am not going to ask them to be religious. I'm not going to ask them to be ritualistic. What I'm going to do now is I'm going to change it where I will write the laws upon their heart. And one of the things that I have found out, Mr. Speaker, is that when you get into somebody's heart, it doesn't matter how different you are and what your opinion might be as it relates to them. But when you get into someone's heart, it is a totally different relationship. And that's why we build relationships and we do things with people to get into their hearts. Because once somebody is in your heart, it's very hard to let them go. So one of the first things I want to tell you in my discourse on this afternoon in the podcast, and that is Jesus, through Jesus, let me say it that way. Through Jesus, God offers a new covenant, and it consists of the following things. First of all, let's look at the first thing I want to tell you, and that is the new covenant exists because of an individual relationship instead of a so-called corporate affinity. I'm going to repeat that again. The new covenant or the new agreement that God had with his children was based upon an individual relationship instead of a group or a corporate affinity. Let's look at this in the first two or three verses in uh, Jeremiah 31 verses 29, 30 and 31. It says that the days shall be no more. Basically what they're saying or what it's saying through Jeremiah, through the prophet Jeremiah is that you will not be blamed or you will not have to suffer for something that your parents did or something that someone else in your family did. A lot of times there was a generational curse or there was a generational situation that because someone did this in the past, uh, it was going to the third and the fourth generation. And the Bible talks about that in the Old Testament. But now what God is saying, this new agreement that I'm making with you, Israel, is that you will not be blamed because of something that grandfather did or something that great grandfather did. You will not be blamed. You will be blamed because of your individual relationship with the father. So what am I saying? I'm just telling you that this is an individual relationship. And each and every day, Mr. Speaker, we need to keep an ongoing relationship with Jesus. It doesn't matter what side of the tracks you come from. It doesn't matter who you're connected to. It doesn't even matter if your father or if your mother was involved in ministry. That's not important. What's most important is that there is a single relationship, an individual relationship that you have with Jesus Christ. 
The Bible says, therefore, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creature. And I underline the word new creature. Old things have passed away and behold, all things have become new. So I'm not looking into my past or my family's past, how God is going to treat me because of something somebody else did in my family. But God is going to hold me responsible, individually responsible for the things that I do or the things that I do not do. Because God says in this particular verse of scripture, verse 31, behold, the days come, said the Lord, that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. It's a new day. Our mercies are new every morning, Mr. Speaker. And I don't live off of yesterday's gas when I'm getting in my car because the gas that I used on yesterday, I might have to go and fill up for today. What I'm trying to say is it's very important for us to understand that we are individually responsible in this Christian walk. I love that. I wish when I was growing up, my parents would have taken that into consideration with me being the oldest child because I always got it because they did something. But I was like, it wasn't me. But I got held responsible for the actions of my younger siblings. But I love this in that, you know, this whole concept of generational curses, you know, it does not exist but I anymore. And I hear a lot of people talking about it. Well, you're cursed because of what your parents did. But here it's telling me now that it is individual um, based upon my relationship with Jesus Christ. Exactly. Absolutely. It is an ongoing relationship that you have with the Savior, not with what you have with anyone else. All right, let's go to my next point. My next point is not only is this an individual relationship rather than a group affinity. But I want to let you also know, Mr. Speaker, the next point is that an internal transformation has to take place rather an external conformity. And a internal transformation instead of an external conformality or conformity. What I mean by that is There are times that people try to put on airs just because they are in a situation with somebody else and just because they think that people feel uh, they should respond this way versus another way. But what God is saying is, I don't want you to do a group activity. I want an internal transformation. Because if you are, if you say that you're a Christian and you don't, you haven't made a change on the inside, I'll put it this way. You can, you can um, get baptized, but if there's no change that have ha- that's happened on the inside, you've gone down dry and you've come up wet. Simple as that. There has been no change. But if there is a change on the inside, if there's an internal transformation versus an external conformity, it means that you have really been changed. There are people that will do things simply because they believe that it's what people think that how they should respond. 
But that's not that's that's not that's not how it needs to be. The Bible tells us that there needs to be an internal transformation. Let's look at uh, verse 33 of chapter 31 of Jeremiah. This is what it says. But this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, saith the Lord, I will put my law in their inward parts. I'm going to read that again. I will put my law in their inward parts and write it in their hearts and will be their God and they shall be my people. The only way that God can really become your God is that his laws are written on the inside of your heart. And if they are, you will automatically respond and do what is right. I want an internal transformation, not something on the outside so everybody can think that I am a Christian. But I want to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that I am a Christian because of the internal transformation. I went to a meeting one night. That's what Big Mama said. I went to a meeting one night. Go ahead, Bishop. Oh, I wasn't right. But something really got a hold of me. And so that's what I want to happen. I want an internal transformation. That's what happened to me when I got saved, when I accepted the Lord as my personal savior. I did not do it because um, everybody else said you need to go to the altar. Everybody else said that at a certain age, you need to make a change. No, I need to make a change, not because of my age, but I need to make a change because it is the right thing to do. So internal transformation is what I want. And God said that he would write this on my inward parts. Well, this brings me to my last point, Mr. Speaker, on today. I told you I wasn't going to be long at all, but this brings you to my last point. Individual relationship rather than a group affinity, um, an internal transformation rather than external conformity. But this last thing helps you to wrap up and to summarize what this particular podcast is all about. And that is, I want a personal knowledge rather than a secondhand acquaintance. I want a personal knowledge rather than a secondhand acquaintance. Uh, there is something about um, having a knowledge for oneself as opposed to getting what somebody else told you. Uh, as I was growing up, people told me of their relationship of Jesus Christ, and I, I really didn't understand it, Mr. Speaker. But when I got personal, firsthand knowledge myself that God really can save you, when I got personal, firsthand knowledge that God can really change your life around, when I begin to realize that I don't have to base my experience on your experience. I begin to realize that God will do great things in my life. Let's look at uh, chapter 31 of Jeremiah, the 34th verse. This is what it says. And they shall teach no more every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least of them until the greatest of them, saith the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity, and I will remember their sin no more. Just very uh, short. That is when you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that God has changed your life. When you know, can't, nobody can tell you. Nobody can tell you what it means to walk with Jesus. Nobody can tell you that until you've made that personal 
step for yourself and that personal experience for yourself. The scripture even says that uh, you, you don't have to teach anymore uh, every man his neighbor and every man his brother saying, know the Lord. You don't have to say that anymore because once you accept him as your personal savior and once he comes into your life, you know him for yourself. That is the experience that I have and that's the experience that I want to share with the people that are listening uh, to this podcast on the day. Know God for yourself. Amen, Bishop. I truly agree. When you talked about that internal transformation, it's true because your behavior is driven by what's on the inside of you. And the old folk used to say, what's in you? gonna come out and the bible even speaks to it is out of the abundance of the heart the mouth itself speaks and if you have what's right on the inside it's gonna come out but i love what you said about personal knowledge we always say i ain't telling you what i heard but i'm telling you what i know jesus is real i love that bishop i really love it summarize all this for us today and take us on home this is powerful because it's all about a new relationship a new covenant, that new agreement, giving you a chance to start all over. Well, summary, summary, uh, just as in conclusion, please understand that Jesus came, that we might be reconciled through this new agreement or this new covenant to God, our father. And the good news is today that sin no more reigns in our mortal body. The Bible says that. And God has a way of blessing us above and beyond measure. And if I look for closing for verses 35 and 36 of Jeremiah 31, thus saith the Lord, which giveth the sun for a light by day and the ordinances of the moon and of the stars for a light by night, which divideth the sea when he, when the waves thereof roar, the Lord of hosts is his name. If those ordinances depart from me, from before me, saith the Lord, then the seed of Israel also shall cease from being a nation before me forever. In other words, in my summary, we want to build a relationship with God so strong that these ordinances that have been written in our heart, they do not depart from us because I want my relationship with God to be real. And that's the new agreement. That's the new covenant that God made with his people. You can be changed. Things can be better. And I thank God for him giving me another chance at life. Isn't it wonderful to know that God has stepped in and giving you another chance, even though you don't deserve it, even though you did not take his advice, you did what you wanted to do anyway, but because of his grace and because of his mercy, he gave you another chance. I thank God for a second chance. I thank God and I'm so grateful for his mercy, which endureth forever. If you can close us out in prayer. Heavenly Father, again, I want to thank you for everyone who has listened to this podcast, people around the world, and uh, not only in the local community, but people around the world are telling us that they appreciate this particular podcast. God, I ask that you would just bless me and bless our listeners on today and help them to be stronger in a 
developing relationship with you. Yes, Touch Lord. now in the mighty matchless name of Jesus. And God, I declare to our listeners on today that if they would just give themselves over to you, it will be fine. It will be all right. Now, Lord, I ask that you would protect our listeners and you be with them and comfort and guide them as they go forth to do your will on this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen once again. And I want to thank everyone for listening to Bishop Rudolph's teaching today on a new agreement from Jeremiah 31, 29 through 36. And remember to tune in next week because you're listening to On Point with Bishop Robert G. Rudolph. On Point, keeping you focused in the right direction.